0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a late night edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Bubba's trying to sleep. Baby Killian, Brenda, they're all trying to get some Zs right now. It's 11.02 in New York City, and I've got nothing better to do than to give you some pinball rumors about Brian Eddy and Keith Elwin's next game. This is the kind of stuff you're not really going to hear on other shows, Now, I know these are just rumors, so take this with a grain of salt, but these are coming to me from some very decent sources. And the reason why I like doing this stuff is you've been following Canada's Pinball Podcast over the years, and it's fun to get excited about these games. It's fun to close your eyes and imagine what can be in these games. For some reason, we're never really satisfied with the games we have today. We're never really satisfied with the current inventory in pinball. Almost all of you out there suffer from the same thing I do. We somehow think that the greatest pinball machine that will ever come out is the one that's coming out tomorrow. It's not one that is currently available and it's not one from years ago. Now speaking of games from years ago and then I'll get to the rumors and the things you really want to hear. I put up an image on my Facebook page today that really showcases the reality of the pinball world, the pinball manufacturers, and the pinball marketplace. And this image captures all of the different pinball machines that have shipped since the year 2015, so six years in the pinball hobby. And what I did was I showcased how many games came out from each manufacturer between 2015 and today. Now, here's the crazy part. I'm going to read for you the total number of games that have shipped from each manufacturer, and we're going to go from the worst to the best. I think that's the best way to do it. Okay, we're going to start with Deep Root Pinball. Over the last five or six years, Deep Root Pinball has shipped zero games. Now, don't forget that Deep Root Pinball once said that they were going to ship more games in one year than every manufacturer combined. Let's remember that. The next on our list is Zidware, zero games since 2015. Skit B, zero games. Now I know two games went out that were prototypes of Predator, but zero games. We then have Circus Maximus, zero games. They still have not shipped Pinball Circus and they still have not shipped Kingpin. We then have Team Pinball who made the Mafia game. They have shipped one game I think they made like 10 of them and they went out of business. We then have Pinball Adventures with the Punny Factory. I'm not even sure if they've shipped that game yet, but they've revealed it. But we'll count that. I don't think, and I think they're also going to sell just one game. So who knows who's going to buy that product. We then have Suncoast Pinball, who made Cosmic Carnival one game, one game. And Cosmic Carnival then closed its doors. Haggis Pinball, one game, Celts. Pinball Brothers has shipped an alien to Cointaker, so we're gonna count Pinball Brothers with one game. Home Pin, one game has shipped, Thunderbirds. Dutch Pinball, one game over the six year period, Big Lebowski. Highway Pinball, Two games went out the door, Alien and Full Throttle, P3 Multimorphic. I think I have to add one here because I had three games for them, Lexi Lightspeed, Cosmic, Kart Racing, and Heist. But I think also the Cannon Lagoon game was also another modular thing that they could put in. But also, you know, these are just the top one third of the game. So I don't consider each one of those to be shipping an entirely new game, but we'll give it to them. We then have American Pinball with three games since 2015, Houdini, Oktoberfest, and Hot Wheels. Chicago Gaming Company, just three games as well with Monster Bash, Medieval Madness, and Attack from Mars. Jersey Jack Pinball with five games since 2015, Hobbit Dialed In, Pirates of the Caribbean, Willy Wonka, and Guns and Roses. And even topping them is Spooky Pinball since 2015, The tiny little boutique company from Benton, Wisconsin, is the second most efficient pinball company in the world. Let me repeat that. The tiny little company from Benton, Wisconsin, is the number two most efficient pinball manufacturer since 2015. Now, they have shipped Domino's, Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, the Jetsons, TNA and Rick and Morty with six games. Now, I know what you're saying right now. I know what you're saying. It's a little bit skewed because Jersey Jack and Chicago Gaming Company have them beat on number of games shipped. So take it for what it's worth. In terms of total games, though, that have been designed, put in a box, and sent to customers, Spooky Pinball actually tops JJP. Now, six is the second most efficient in terms of number of games. How many games do you think Stern Pinball has shipped to customers, new in box, and this is not even taking into consideration all the different vaults and reruns. It's also not taking into consideration that they have, you know, three models for each game. The number of games that Stern Pinball has shipped to customers since 2015 is 28 games. 28, and I'm not going to read them all for you, but 28 games. Talk about absolute pinball world domination. The market share they have, they're in a completely different universe than everybody else. And the other thing is, when you put up Stern's themes against everybody else in pinball, that is where they also just clobber everybody. I mean, just looking at it, you're seeing Jurassic Park, Stranger Things, Ninja Turtles, Beatles, Supreme. Iron Maiden, Star Wars, Batman, Ghostbusters, Kiss, Game of Thrones, WWE, Guardians of the Galaxy. It is absolutely incredible how much variety they have over at Stern. And if you've been following pinball for the last six years, Stern Pinball is going to give themes to people of all age groups, all demographics, and all interest and passion points. I mean, absolutely incredible. Now, I would say this, that quantity does not equal quality. And I would argue that even though Stern has made 28 games, they have not made 28 masterpieces. They have barely made any masterpieces amongst those 28 games. Other companies like Jersey Jack Pinball, like Spooky, like Chicago Gaming Company, like American Pinball, those companies can focus all of their efforts each year on just one title, on just one title where Stern is doing four or five or six games a year that they're manufacturing. Imagine if the talent and the resources over at Stern all got together and worked collectively on just one major pinball launch a year. Now they would never do that. Nothing they're doing from a financial standpoint is incorrect. They are clobbering the market. They are making so much money. But unfortunately, their success and their efficiencies has also led to a product which isn't really pushing the envelope, which isn't really trying to innovate. I mean, here we are. It is March of 2021. And with all of this success, with all of this money, how is it that we still do not have internet connectivity amongst any of these companies' games other than P3 Multimorphic right now, other than Jersey Jack Pinball with Wi-Fi downloadable code and score bit, you know, tracking of your game progress. That's all we've got. I can't play against people on a Jersey Jack machine. I can't play against people on anyone else's machine other than P3, but hardly anybody has P3, so no one's really playing against each other on the P3. How amazing would it have been if Ninja Turtles was connected? And you and three friends out there in the world who all had the game could go on at the same time and have a Ninja Turtles experience. So this is the thing about this stat and this data is while Stern is clobbering everybody, if you were to ask me who's making the greatest masterpieces in pinball, that is a much more interesting topic to debate. And we will do it at a later date. Now, this is a good segue to the rumors I'm hearing about Brian Eddy and Keith Elwin, because as I've been saying, Stern Pinball, year after year, has continued to improve. They listen to the feedback. They know what people are saying. As much as Gary and the investors are making so much money, down on the design floor, down at the level in which these games are being made, the teams that are making these games, they want to make the best pinball possible, I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe that the design teams and the people making these pinball machines over at Stern are fighting senior management to get more into the games. And I'm here to tell you right now, you are about to get a Stern machine unlike any other. There is a Stern machine that is going to come out this year that is going to be the most ambitious, the most innovative, and the most far-reaching And probably the biggest risk Stern has done in a long time because if there's one thing this company hasn't really done a lot of, it hasn't really pushed the envelope mechanically in their games. And whenever they try to do new things mechanically, that is usually where Stern falls down. And so what have they done as a company, right? I think they hide a lot of the lack of mechanical stuff in their games They hide a lot of that by putting a lot of beautiful artwork on their games, right? Zombie Yeti's art packages are incredible. There's so much detail. But then you kind of step back and you realize, well, there's not a lot in the game though. Like where's the mechanisms? Where's the movement? Where's the magic that's physical under the glass? Not just the beautiful art, but the physical world. And I'm here to tell you right now, a game is going to come out in this year that you are going to want to be on the list for it. You're going to want to be telling your distributor tomorrow, hey, put me down for this game. It's going to be a game that's going to sell out in just a few hours because if what I'm hearing about this game is accurate, it is going to be the most ambitious term machine maybe of all time, okay? How's that for lowering expectations for you guys out there? Okay, so let's start with the two things I'm talking about today, Brian Eddy and Keith Elwin. Now, we'll start with Brian Eddy. Brian Eddy is next up at the plate for Stern Pinball. Brian Eddy's title will most likely be revealed in April, which is next month. Now, Stern is backlogged on orders, so it might be April, but it might also be May. And knowing Stern, it may even slip to June, but I fully expect to see it sometime in April. Now, I've been unsuccessful in trying to get the title and the theme, which I know is the main thing you want. That is always the main thing people want. What is it gonna be? Is it gonna be a theme I want? Do I wanna hold off on buying any machine right now? Because that's the theme that I've been waiting for. What we know about it is this, and I've said it before, it's a contemporary theme. And what I mean by that, it's not a nostalgic title it's not something from the 60s from the 70s from the 80s maybe from the 90s i don't think so i'm hearing it's a contemporary title and what my source is telling me is that means it's something newish and it's also something that's kind of a geek property i got confirmation that it is not it is not going to be a music pin so that is music to everybody's ears Before I go on to the last bit of information I have about Brian Eddy's new title that I think is going to excite all of you, let's for a moment just try and think, what could it be? What could be a contemporary theme that geeks like, that's not nostalgic, but has some contemporary value and a lot of people are into? And also my source said, Chris, you're going to want it, which is like, great, great. Then what is it? I know it's not the Justice League, because I threw that out there, and he's like, nobody likes the Justice League, and he's probably right. Get prepared, ladies and gentlemen, for four hours of a stinking turd in Zack Snyder's Justice League movie. It's going to be horrible. It's absolutely going to bomb. They're taking a horrible movie, and they're trying to make it better. It's going to still be horrible. The one that everyone wants it to be, the one that everybody wants it to be, and we know they have a partnership with Disney we know they want it to be The Mandalorian. I mean, this is the one everybody wants. Mando and Baby Yoda and Boba Fett. That show is the number one show streaming right now. Everybody wants Mandalorian. Now, I definitely think Mandalorian is coming, but I have a hard time believing this is going to be The Mandalorian. I just, I just don't picture it being The Mandalorian. So what else could it be? We know that he just did Stranger Things, which is a Netflix show. And if they have a partnership with Netflix, what show is popping on Netflix right now that might make sense for a contemporary newish theme that I would want to own? Is it Cobra Kai? Can you consider Cobra Kai to be contemporary? It is from the 80s, but Cobra Kai is the contemporary reinterpretation of that franchise. Now, the problem is, I just don't think Cobra Kai would make for a good pinball machine. I don't want a Cobra Kai pinball machine. If I were to choose, I would want a pinball machine that is based on the original Karate Kid movie and not Cobra Kai. So what about the other older theme that has a contemporary version coming out? What about Maverick? Top Gun is about to come into theaters. Do you think it will be that? I don't think it will be Maverick Top Gun simply because Maverick the movie's not even coming out until July 4th, I think, so there's no way the pinball machine would scoop it. Starting to feel like we're running out of options with Brian Eddy here. Now, what about this? I know that Brian Eddy is a really big car enthusiast. Do you think it could finally be the most popular automotive franchise in the history of automotive franchises, and we know pinball people love their arguments. What about the Fast and the Furious? Could Brian Eddy be working on a Fast and the Furious pinball machine? For some of you out there, you're probably like, no, please don't be Fast and the Furious. And I'm here to tell you too, I don't really want a Fast and the Furious pinball machine because there's like nine movies, and I don't know how you would do it all. And it's almost like that franchise went through so many different crazy sort of films to the point where they're like jumping cars out of buildings, it just got so out of control. The first one is the iconic one, and then I, I loved like 5 and 6. Uh, Tokyo Drift is, is also really cool. But you know what I mean? It's like I don't need a Fast and the Furious pinball machine now. I think that franchise is sort of exhausted. There is also a new James Bond movie coming out right around the corner. Now, we've been hearing James Bond for a very long time. So could this be the new Daniel Craig James Bond movie in pinball form? Again, I highly doubt it, and I'll tell you why. When I looked at those five years of Stern releases, I have not seen a single Stern release that has been synced up with a single new movie. They don't do it like this anymore. Stern doesn't want to do it like that. You know why? Because they don't want to spend the money to work on a game privately behind closed doors and pay for all of the assets and all the actors to contribute stuff. They don't want to have to do that. So I don't think we're going to see any brand new movie in Stern pinball format that syncs up with the film itself. So I guess my takeaway on all of this, if I were to hope and wish and dream, it could be one thing. The franchise that is contemporary, it's not too throwback. There's a new one coming out and it would be completely awesome if they did this. And it's never been done before, so it might be a great way to remind people of the first three versions of this franchise. If Kaneda could have his dream with Zombie Eddie on art, that's the other part. I'm hearing Zombie Eddie is the artist would be making the Matrix. So I don't know if that's going to come true, but that would be my dream. So here's the other part I know about the Brian Eddy game that's about to come out. We heard a lot of complaints with Stranger Things, and I know some of you out there are now saying Stranger Things is a great game. And I'm here to tell all of you who feel that way, from the rest of us in the community, we don't care. We don't care that you're enjoying it. We don't care that it has that one more play feel to it. We don't care that every time you go on pin side, you have to remind us that your Stranger Things gets the most plays in your game room. That's not gonna change people's point of view on the game. I'm sorry, it's just not. The game was a miss. For what could have been Stranger Things, this game does not create the magic of that show. It just doesn't, it just doesn't. So here's the thing though, the real complaint was that Brian Eddy was just doing another fan layout. He's used a fan layout successfully with Medieval Madness and Attack from Mars, and we got another sort of like fan layout in Stranger Things. Now, I'm here to tell you on Canadian Pinball Podcast. And I'm not using the word exclusive anymore. I I said this on my Facebook post today. I think all the pinball media, we need to just stop. And I see it on other shows and I see it all over the place. We've got the exclusive this, the exclusive that, the exclusive of this, the video of Alien, this, that. Let's all just stop for a minute and realize we're all just a bunch of losers talking about pinball. And telling people out there, the two to 3,000 people that actually care out of the 8 billion people on the planet, some little tidbit about pinball. And can we stop trying to make it sound like, oh, we've got the exclusive? And look, I could get real boastful and say, oh, this is an exclusive rumor of stuff I'm hearing. I don't care. It's not. It's not. This is just something fun that I think you'll enjoy. And I think you'll enjoy chewing on this, this bit of information. So the rumor I'm hearing, it's not a fan layout. I'm hearing that Brian Eddy heard that feedback. I'm hearing that Brian Eddy is going to go and make a game that is going to be much more reminiscent and much more the style of from a design standpoint of the shadow. So go Google image search Brian Eddy's The Shadow and you're going to see a game that's going to look more like that and less like a fan layout. I'm also hearing the game will have an upper playfield I don't know if the upper playfield will be like the Shadow's upper playfield, but look for a upper playfield both in the premium and LE version of Brian Eddy's next title. I'm really looking forward to Brian Eddy's next game. He's still one of the greatest pinball designers ever. He sort of took it on the chin with Stranger Things. His comeback to pinball was not the glorious return that he probably thought it would be, but I really do think that what he comes out with next could really be something very exciting and awesome. And I think people are gonna maybe sleep on it. So we'll see what happens with that title. Now, Brian Eddy's game is next. I am not sure if John Borg follows him, which would make sense if you think about it. It went Stranger Things, Ninja Turtles, and then Avengers. So what is the order gonna be this time? Is it gonna be Brian Eddy and then John Borg? Or will it be Brian Eddy and then Keith Elwin? Now, I have absolutely no clue what John Borg is working on. The game I was describing earlier on this podcast, the most ambitious game that is going on at Stern Pinball right now, rightfully so, is being designed by Keith Elwin. And can you blame Stern for bringing out the checkbook for Keith Elwin? Keith Elwin has turned Stern Pinball around. He has. He's turned this company around and delivered games that brought fresh new thinking to Stern Pinball. His approach to design, we finally got games that just were designed with more creativity. And even though Iron Maiden was a reskin of Archer, it still just felt new. It felt different. It was refreshing for everybody to jump on that game and play a Stern that didn't play similar to so many other Sterns out there. And Stern had gotten into a point where so many of their designers were just cookie-cuttering their ideas over and over and over again. And so Keith Elwin was like the new guy who wanted to make a name for himself. And then he follows up Iron Maiden with Jurassic Park. I believe both of these games won Game of the Year when they were up for Twippies. I I believe so. So he's two for two in Game of the Year. The guy's on a roll. He then follows up Jurassic Park with Avengers, I don't think Avengers is going to win Game of the Year. It's going to lose out to Guns N' Roses, I believe, and it should lose to Guns N' Roses because Guns N' Roses is more than just another pin. It it is just a masterpiece like no other music pin we've ever seen in the history of pinball. It's not to take anything away from Avengers, but I think you all would agree that Avengers is a really, really good pin. It's a very, very solid effort, but Guns N' Roses is a game-changer on so many levels. But there's no denying the fact that Keith Elwin Games are the Stern machines that people anticipate with the most excitement. His games have sold very well. He's got a huge following in the community, to the point where you can't even say anything bad about a Keith Elwin game. Now, leave it to Canada to do that. So I'll share a little bit of feedback that people tell me about Keith Elwin games. Because you can't air this up on Pinside. You can never say it publicly, but I'll say it because people already hate me enough. The one big drawback that I hear about Keith Elwin games, they're too hard to progress through the games. Because he's such a good player, his games are almost designed around his skill set and making it so it's hard to get to the end with a player of his ability. And then you add in guys like Raymond Davis and doing the code on these things, and all of a sudden you realize you're never, ever, ever going to get past a certain point in these games. Unlike a Lyman Sheets who knows how to code a game like Batman where even if you're not one of the best players in the world you will see it all if you play it long enough and there's just enough difficulty to get to the things that are very exciting. So that's the one knock I hear on Keith is that sometimes he just makes these games where most players out there will hit a wall they'll get frustrated, they can't get past that wall in terms of their progress, and then they kinda wanna get on with the game and and move on to something else. So here's what I'm hearing about this Keith Elwin game that is gonna be one of the most ambitious games in the history of Stern Pinball. So first and foremost, I'm hearing the theme is Godzilla. It's almost like this is one of the worst-kept secrets in all of pinball. That is the rumor, but I am hearing from so many people. Every time I attribute Godzilla to somebody else, people hit me up and say, ''No, it's Keith Elwin.'' And every time I say Keith Elwin is working on something other than Godzilla, People hit me up and say, no, it's Godzilla. So whoever is out there in the Stern world who's working on this Godzilla project with Keith Elwin, someone's talked. Someone has let people know what's going on with this game. And I also think someone has probably shown someone some of the stuff in the game, or at least described it, because I'm about to give you, because I'm about to give you right now, what I am hearing, and this is a rumor, and I know Zach Sharp right now is like, what the hell is he gonna say? This is how this is how you win Twippies. You talk about stuff like this. For all you out there who want to win a Twippy in the pinball podcasting world, you've got to talk about this kind of stuff every once in a while and get the people excited. See, I don't think this is going to harm anything with the game. I don't think this is going to ruin anything they reveal because it's Godzilla. We know it's Godzilla. Okay, so here is what I'm hearing about this game. Here are the rumors and this is why I'm so excited and I think you're going to be so excited. So first and foremost, in Keith Elwin's Godzilla, rumor number one, you are going to play as godzilla godzilla is the player so what does that mean if you're playing as godzilla well first i hope with everyone who buys a limited edition version of this game i hope stern is listening to me right now stern marketing department if you play this game as godzilla please package with every le a godzilla costume so people can wear it as they play the game. Think of all the great social content you will get, Stern, with all of your fans dressed up as Godzilla playing Godzilla Pinball. Okay, I don't know if that's happening. That's just Canada giving them a free idea that will actually make owning these games even more fun. Okay, so you're playing as Godzilla. So now that you know that is the structure of this game, then you can start to think about the realities of what could be under glass. And here is the rumor I am hearing. The second rumor I'm hearing about this Godzilla game is that it is going to have a mechanism like we haven't seen before in a Stern machine that rises up out of the playfield. And I heard that it might rise up multiple times, a la Doctor Who. Not sure if that part is right, but we are going to see a mechanism rise from underneath the playfield. And it is not going to be a crappy spinner that rises up. So what could that be in the world of Godzilla What could rise up from underneath the ground? It's not Godzilla, because remember, you're Godzilla. But also some of the other Godzilla monsters that are in the universe. This is rumor number three, that you are going to be physically battling the monsters of the Godzilla universe in this game. So I know for a fact, rumor number four, I keep saying fact, but this is rumor. Rumor number four, is this number four? I don't know. Is that Mecha Godzilla will be in the game. So fully expect, if your Godzilla, under the glass will be physical monsters that you will be battling, one of which will be Mechagodzilla. There will be something amazingly mechanical that rises up from underneath the play field. The other rumor I'm hearing is there are going to be elements in this game and things in this game that can give the ball a crazy amount of Pathways to go down. So, we are going to see a game that's not just going to be a static layout design. Like, there is going to be something that manipulates the pathway of the ball. How exciting does that sound? I kind of get this visual of, of, of Tokyo or a city and these monsters and you've got to go different pathways to battle these different monsters and like Mecha Godzilla. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the Godzilla monster names because I don't really know them too well. The other rumor I'm hearing, and again, this sort of leads me to believe it is like a city that is like under destruction because that is so much of the Godzilla universe is this city. like crumbling around you as these mega beasts battle it out. I'm hearing that in the Godzilla game there's going to be a bridge ramp that breaks that isn't crappy like the one in the old Avengers game. So That's another thing I'm hearing in this title. So these are the rumors I'm hearing on this game. Now these are all just rumors, and I know that people are going to run to Pinside and say came from Canada and he's full of SHIT. All of this is a rumor, but this is coming from a very, very good source. The things that I'm certain about is the big mech lifting up the bridge that breaks the different pathways the ball can go, battling Mechagodzilla and battling the monsters, all of that I'm certain about. If you're Godzilla or not, I'm not 100% sure about that, but that seems to be the logical way to approach this game. You as the player assume the role of Godzilla. Makes sense. So when is Godzilla coming out? Well, they're gonna miss the window, which would have been great right now because we've got the King Kong versus Godzilla movie, which is coming out like any week, but I would expect to see this game same time as Avengers. Sometime August, September. Maybe it will be the end of the year Stern highlight title because if what they're trying to do in this game is what I'm hearing, it is going to be the most mechanically complex game Stern has done in a really long time. We know that Stern does not do mechanical complexities very often and we do know that they don't do them very well. So I hope If this thing is true and what I'm hearing is true, I hope that Stern is actually taking adequate time to quality test this product because the last thing I would hate for them to do is create this epic Godzilla World Under Glass game that everyone's going to want and they don't properly test it and then people get the game and there's a bunch of mechanical headaches with the game. Stern, are you listening to me? Send one to Kaneda I promise I won't leak any photos. And you know, I'm probably the best pinball quality tester on the planet. I'll put it through its paces. You can trust me. I'll let you know everything that's wrong with this game. That's what I do best, right? Gade is the one who lets every pinball company know what they're doing wrong so super exciting i think stern's gonna have a juggernaut year as you can tell by the numbers i talked about earlier it doesn't matter this company is the godzilla of pinball they have stomped on every single pinball company in the last like 20 years nobody's even touched them stern is killing everybody killing everybody there are no pinball companies out there that they're worried about nobody's making them feel any dent in their wallet i think stern is probably feeling some of the pressure when they see games like guns and roses i bet they go into their design room and they say well why can't we do something that shows everybody in the world What we're capable of. And that's really all I want from Stern Pinball moving forward. I don't need all of your games to be great. I don't need all of your games to be masterpieces. But when it comes down to it, Stern, at least once a year, you should create a game that is a level above anything you've ever done before. And you should continue to show us what your talented people over there are capable of. When I see the design sketches that George Gomez has done over the years, I'm in awe of the talent of that man. I'm in awe of the talent in that building. But the truth is, George, and the truth is Stern Pinball, you have not unshackled your talented people. You haven't. You haven't shown us a game recently That's the best of what all of you could do. And I'm hoping Godzilla is that game. And I'm hoping that moving forward at least once a year, Stern says, let's raise the bar again. It's not only about the money, Stern. You've made enough money. Now's the time to at least make masterpieces. This is your legacy. This isn't going to last forever, people. The economy is not going to be this good forever. People are not going to be making money on Bitcoin and GameStop and AMC shares forever. Those of you out there, you're not going to have your health forever. You're not going to have time in your life to play pinball forever. Life is short. The time we have on this planet is very short. I'll never understand why people need like 30, 40, 50 pinball machines or in their collections. I don't get it. You only have a certain amount of time when you're playing pinball. You can't possibly play all these games. You can't possibly have all this time. For me personally, give me four to five pinball masterpieces based upon themes I love, and that's all I need. And if other great masterpieces come out, great, I'll go to a friend's house and play them or find a bar to play them. I don't need to own them all. I'm not as rich as some of you. I don't have room like a lot of you, but that's my thing. I want games like Guns N' Roses. I want Godzilla to be the next Guns N' Roses. I want Stern Pinball to give us Harry Potter or Back to the Future in a way that blows us away, because that's when pinball gets fun. And when you make these masterpieces, you know the other thing that happens? And, and I've noticed this. When you put all these boutique companies to the side, all the ones that have ripped people off all the ones that have created all the drama when you forget about them all, right? That's the other thing I didn't mention. Guess how many pinball companies have tried to make pinball games over the last five years or six years? Eighteen. Let me repeat that. Eighteen companies have thrown their hat into the pinball ring. Eighteen of which only four to five have delivered customer games on time. And out of those... How many have been masterpieces? Well, the list gets really short. So I want masterpieces because the other thing that happens when we forget about these failed boutiques and we forget about all the pin side moaning and groaning, all you rich guys out there that have to tear each other's heads off. You know who you are. You sound stupid doing it all the time, every day. What is this, this is the best thing you can do with your time is go on to pin side every day and argue about pinball. Stupid, stupid use of time. When you make a masterpiece game, here's what happens no drama. There's no arguing. There's no fighting. There's no calling it stupid. People are not going on the pin side saying Adam's family sucks, going on the pin side saying medieval madness sucks. They're not going on the pin side saying Tales of the Arabian Nights sucks. They're not doing it because when you make a game that's a masterpiece, we celebrate it. And I want more games to be masterpieces and they should be because these prices are so high. When you make games this expensive, there's no room for mediocrity. And I know this is not the popular stance by some of the other people out there who, who make content, who just want to celebrate everything that's going on in pinball, but I do think we need voices like Canada's that's going to tell you, if we're not aiming for the stars, if we're not aiming to make pinball masterpieces, what the hell are we doing here? I mean, Stern Pinball has 17 other companies that are trying to make pinball machines. You 17 companies that were out there, why did you even bother... Unless you could make a masterpiece. What did you think was going to happen? That someone was not going to buy Star Wars and was going to go buy, like, Thunderbirds? No. The only way you should jump into the ring is if you have a masterpiece in mind. Okay? This has been episode 565 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I don't know how many shows I'm going to do. I know I keep doing them because I still have one step in my old life and one step into my new life. And again, I feel like I'm gonna have to contribute much more time to the baby as he starts to move, as he starts to crawl, as he starts to wake up inside his body more. The newborns really just eat and sleep. So you're probably getting more of me now than you will in the coming months, but I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you watch the Twippies March 27th. Don't forget to watch it. Uh, I will be on my Facebook live page so you guys can watch it with me. And I really appreciate each and every one of you who does donate to Canada's Pinball Podcast Patreon page. Maybe I'll use the donation money for diapers. Maybe maybe that will get more of you to contribute to this show. We have thousands of listeners and only 44 people out there have decided to contribute to this show. Come on wake up people i got kids to feed no i'm kidding i hope anything anything you can give is 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 highly appreciated have a good day